Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. He goes by the handle Tizzy Int for entertainment, Mr. Michael McWhorter. Welcome to the Karen Hunter Show. Oh, no. Is he stuck? Thanks so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. you. We're going to keep the applause coming. Yes, we can. We can. I love your shirt. Uh, It is Jeff Bezos with money coming out of his head and greed smacked across his face. I love that. Um, Greed, greed disease. Oh, greed disease. He's got a disease and it's called greed. I love it. Um, You do. I've been following you for a minute. And, you know, what I love is, first of all, there's a, a righteous indignation with the way in which you do your work. First of all, your voice is lovely. Uh, your delivery is great because this is what you do. You're a filmmaker. Um, but the, but in uncovering people, you want to make sure you're right, too. So you put Mr. Logan Doran up, but you made sure you found out where he was from, that your information was correct, because if you're going to make him Internet famous and lose his job, you know, you're going to make sure you get every duck in a row. And I appreciate that. How did you get started doing this? Um, I think it just kind of happened into it, to be honest. Uh, I mean, I joined TikTok initially. Uh, just as a creative outlet, it kind of reminded me of Vine, but a little bit better. Um, I think some of the early stuff I did was really more like kind of silly joke videos. Um, and then over time, as social media tends to do, uh, as it grew and got popularity, I started seeing a lot of misinformation spread on TikTok, you know, be it about politics or be it about um, sexism or, or racism. Um, and I don't like that. <laughs> I guess is the best way to put it. And I, I kept seeing things that I was compelled to speak on. And then over time, gradually, like my content just became more and more of that because I saw more and more of that. Uh, you know, the video you played is kind of a, a prime example of just what should be horrid behavior that society should or does not accept. And, you know, not only was he not ashamed of it, he seemed to revel in it, and I don't, I don't like that myself. Yeah, I, I really appreciate it when you came because uh, I was already in that moment uh, of saying, you know, stop blaming God for this. You know, so you're like the Holy Spirit didn't do this to you. Uh, I, I was grateful for uh, as, as a person of faith. Um, I, I, it made me think though about even as Karen talks about you kind of engaging this from a righteous uh, kind of indignation. Um, where you find the moral center to engage this, right? Because people, this guy says he's acting from a religious place that is wholly problematic. Um, So there are other grounds, right, for seeing this as wrong. Uh, So what what drives you uh, to to say, like, these are things that are wrong? Uh, Where do you find your mooring? Um, I I will say it's funny because most people, I think, that see my content, um, especially because I will be critical of people using their faith, specifically Christianity, to justify bad behavior. So I think most people assume that I am an atheist. And in fact, I am a Christian. And I think that is why what he does offends me so much. Um, There's an expression that I hate how accurate it can be, but there's an expression that goes, um, there is no hate like Christian love. (laughs) And the reality is, and the reality is, in its true form, that is completely inaccurate. However, I see so many people who will make the statement that I do this out of love and then spew the most vile hate. 
and do so in the name of God in, in that instance. And I, I take great offense at that. So um, I think that is, uh, that is where at least I kind of find you know, part of my moral compass when it comes to things like that. What's the uh, business? What's the business? I love that too. Um, uh, Tizzy Int on TikTok is here. Michael McWhorter. Is there a business element to this? You know, this, we've been talking about the Insta fame and and all these social media stars and people who have you know have platforms with no substance. You know, which is why I like you. Uh, there's a lot of substance with you, but there are a lot of Thank people you. without any substance. They're just on there, like you said, spewing, and they have a big following, and people, you know. Uh, you know, follow them for financial advice, health advice, and all of this. Stuff. It's like it is it's just, it's just ridiculous. Um, what what was your entry point, and what's the business for you? Is there a business? Uh, well, that's funny that you say that. Um, interestingly enough, you know, usually someone who has the the follower numbers that I have uh, is probably looking at quite a few sponsorship opportunities that they're already involved in. Um, you know, pushing products, et cetera. I find a lot of companies um, shy away from me because of what, I, you know, a lot of companies do the, we really like what you're doing, keep doing it. And that's, that's it. Like they don't, they don't want to necessarily associate with me, but behind the scenes, they're happy to pat me on the back. And then on top of that, you have situations like, um, you know, TikTok, for example, has what's called the creators fund. So if you have at least, I think it's a hundred thousand followers or more, you can join it. It's kind of like monetization on YouTube, where uh, depending on the views that you get, you can get, you know, for every thousand views, you get a penny or whatever it works out to. Uh, I joined that. I was a part of that uh, for a while. Nothing to, you know, quit the day job over, not that I want to. Um, and then I was permanently banned from the Creators Fund because of the content that I make. Um, now, I will say later on, about three months later, they ended up saying, We've removed the permanent ban. It's going to be a six-month ban. And I'm looking at uh, coming up at the end of that, uh, at the end of this month, and we'll see if that actually happens. But in my experience, uh, people like myself are, are not, um, we're not very welcome on TikTok. They'd much rather have people just doing uh, uh, dance trends right. or silly Cause, little skits. Because you're, you're like a whistleblower. You know, so you're like a whistleblower, uh, you know, bringing light to people who are doing egregious things and then you're following them and then you're coming back and reporting on where they work. And, and you have gotten a lot of people fired from their jobs, Michael McWhorter. I won't take sole responsibility for that. I think, I think that comes down to people letting a, a business. And, and, and let me say this, actually, I don't necessarily, my goal is never to get somebody fired. Um, my goal is that the people in their life are aware of who and what they do in the sense of just accountability. Like, you know, in, in a small town, you know, bad news travels fast. So it, it's kind of like that. The internet is sort of this giant small town, if you will. So I can't seem to wrap my head around when people will behave badly, say racist things, say homophobic things to a camera that's recording them and just feel like they're completely entitled to do so and face no consequences. If a brand wants to uh, still work with a person who feels that way, well, that tells everyone where that brand is at. Um, in my experience, most companies don't want to associate with people who are necessarily do the kind of things that I end up calling out, so. 866-801-8255. We have Tizzy Int in the, t in the building. He has 2.6 million followers, 2.6 million followers on TikTok, which um, 
That's interesting that they wouldn't they would they didn't suspend your account, just your ability to make money. So if you were not worthy to make money, why are you worthy to be on their platform? Interesting. Well, in all fairness, they have banned me before. I've been permanently banned and fortunately got my account back. Oh, okay. um, but <laughs> and that happens to a lot of people that that create the kind of content that I do or just speak out on, you know, um, indigenous rights or against racism or against homophobia. Uh, we see that a lot. Their, their reporting system, I would say, is broken uh, is the best way to put it. And so it often gets weaponized by the people who feel called out by that kind of content. And, you know, if enough people will mass report someone, it can have effects on their account. Um, I'll also say uh, something that recently happened that I, someone may have seen in the press where I was involved with a situation where we found a woman who was selling fake COVID-19 vaccine cards and she was actually entering, entering people into the database in New York and so forth. Uh, the video where I exposed that prior to the New York Attorney General actually bringing charges against that person, um, that got a bunch of press interest. It got a bunch of articles, Rolling Stone, New York Times, uh, Washington Post. And in all of those, it, you know, it referred to me as TikToker, right, Michael McWhorter. And then um, right after that came out, this thing that was getting TikTok a bunch of positive press, uh, TikTok, someone reported that video or multiple people did. That video was pulled down for community guideline violations. I actually appealed it and that was about two weeks ago and it has yet to be reviewed and reinstated from that appeal. So even something that brings them a bunch of positive press for whatever reason doesn't seem to stay on the platform. Yeah, I really appreciate what you're doing because it's a new, it feels like a new frontier of citizen journalism. Uh, one of the things we talk about in movement and particularly around kind of carceral systems is the necessity of cop watch, uh, teaching people in community to actually record uh, the behavior of police officers because people don't think that it, it's happening. They don't believe black and brown people when they say that this, this is happening to them. Uh, and so it really means that we have to record it ourselves. What you're doing is also this kind of amplification and use of social media as a platform to also continue to affirm. And, and, and the accountability around that, right? Whether somebody gets fired or not, um, you know, they should be held accountable. Like we, we, we say, and we think about these nice, um, these figures that we have made in our mind uh, and our affirmation of people like the gentleman in the video, we think he's a nice guy. We think a lot of it has to do with what we attribute to certain characteristics, including whiteness, including maleness, including Christianity. Oh, he's a nice guy. He wouldn't do that. If you weren't engaging in that kind of um, amplification, then his job wouldn't know. They got to creep on the, you know, they, they got to creep on the payroll. Uh, uh, and that's my words, not yours. Uh, but we have to have accountability for this kind of action uh, because people shouldn't be able to operate in this way. And by the way, to be to be very clear, and I'll just name it my reaction, right? To police um, women's bodies, to police black bodies, to cast one's own kind of moral opinion on somebody else. This is the kind of thing that people are doing every single day. Uh, and we are paying, hiring, rewarding them and treating them as if they're good citizens. Um, so it requires us kind of in a democratized way to go about it. And I'll say, you, I think you're generous the way you talk about uh, some of these social media platforms by saying that their system is broken. Um, you know, it's just like, I don't, I don't believe the system of policing is broken. I think it, it does things that it's supposed to do. You spend a lot of money, you make a lot of money, 
uh, from these algorithms, guess what? You know how to fix that. Uh, if you wanted to fix it, you would have, if you can use it selectively to promote yourself when the media is talking about TikTok, then you can fix it when it's harming people who are speaking up for for speaking up against injustice. Absolutely. You know, and that's funny that you, you brought up, um, you know, policing and, and recording. Uh, recently, there was a video that came of the young woman in Chicago who was walking her dog and was assaulted uh, by a police officer. Uh, that was a video that I put, and, and one of the most overwhelming comments that I got on that video was people angry at whoever that was, who all they did was record and that they didn't get out and help that woman. The reality is the fact that they recorded helped that woman immeasurably more than if they had just gone out and had some sort of physical altercation with this police officer, who Lord only knows what that could have escalated to. And we also don't know what they would have done if that situation had escalated beyond what it did even, but thanks to them recording that video, he's being held accountable for his actions. So I never fault someone who maybe doesn't feel comfortable to physically get involved in something that's happening, but does at least have uh, the thought to pull out their phone and to record it. Because sometimes that's the only difference. I mean, God rest George Floyd. If that video didn't exist, mm -hmm. that outcome right. would have probably been very, very different. So I think that has a lot of value. Michael McWhorter is here. Um, where are you from and why? Why are you this way? <laughs> oh, okay. I thought who, you were saying, why did, am I from there? No, no. Who did this to you? <laughs> who, who made you such a good person? Um, I, I mean, I'm sure my, my uh, mother and father would like to take credit. Uh, I am from, I grew up in South Florida. Uh, I still uh, reside in Florida. Wait, I'm sorry. I know. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 I'm, 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 in the, uh, I'm in the pit even as we speak. Um, uh, no, I think, you know, I definitely did not grow up in some sort of like super enlightened forward thinking. I, I grew up around, to be perfectly honest, a lot of people who were very racist, who were very homophobic, um, who used religion to justify a lot of those decisions. And just over time, um, you know, I think, uh, to, to borrow a, another online activist, uh, the conscious Lee, who's a wonderful individual. Yep, he's he been on, says, George. George has been on here, yep. A beautiful. Uh, education is elevation, right? And I could not agree with that more. Education is more than going to school. Education is, is constantly learning and absorbing and seeing different viewpoints. And I think that's really what brought me to be, you know, whoever I might be today, is just constantly, you know, questioning and reevaluating and trying to learn from other people. You know, when trying to be open to the fact that if, if my life seems great, you know, I'm a, a cis white male who um, racist white people view, feel very comfortable around just from my appearance. Yep. Um, I kind of call that my superpower. Um, but I, I, like I can blend into a crowd. I can walk through a, you know, a Trump rally, if you were, mm -hmm. and get nothing but high fives Yeah. just based on my appearance. Uh, I can, but there's a lot of people obviously who cannot walk up the front door and have the same experience I have. And therefore, you know, talking to people and, and when they say like, oh, this is how my life is, or this is what happens to me and asking questions like, you know, why or tell me about that has been, you know, massively informative but to what, the person that I am today. What precipitated the why, Michael? You know, so many people like you look like Merle Haggard, you know, like you, you could be somebody that, you know, seriously, with a pickup truck, I see you with an F-150 and, and a Confederate flag, all of that around your license plate. You would definitely fit that profile. A lot of folk in right. Florida who look like you, 
come from your background, your family never get enlightened. Was there a moment like a, a road to Damascus moment for you where you had a relationship with somebody that forced you to question? Did something happen? Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know that I can think of a specific moment. I will say again, coming back to the faith thing, I know just as I, as I kind of grew and learned things, you know, uh, outside of what necessarily a, a preacher te- taught me, you know what I mean? Like really looking at the Bible or looking at verses, looking at the, the origin of things um, and going like, well, that doesn't line up. Like I can, I can process and read and, and say, like, I don't understand. Like the, the gay agenda is, to, is the you know, biggest threat to the faith. And yet uh, Jesus walked the earth for 33 some odd years and, and never said anything about it. Like things like that just made me ask questions and start looking into things. And, you know, the overwhelming uh, thing that Jesus seemed to teach while he was here is, is love, right? Um, and I think that was kind of like, well, you know, if I start from a basis of love and understanding on everything, and I try and force myself for that to be the default setting, where does that where does that take me? Does that take me to condemn people for who they love or how they live their life? Or does that teach me to be a little more accepting? And then to question, well, why are you condemning them? Yeah, right. 866-801-8255. Michael McWhorter. Or for the person that they... All right. I'm sorry. You're, you you froze yeah. for a minute. So I'll just dead, oh, air. dead air is death to radio and I will not allow Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Not in any form. I will fill every minute with, with sound. Uh, As it should yeah. Dr. Starsky is here. Uh, Reverend Dr. Starsky Wilson, of course, Michael McWhorter. You can follow him at Tizzy T I Z Z Y int for entertainment. Who was Tizzy? Uh, it's it really just, it was a, a, a company I came up with uh, years ago when I was a, a young buck doing music videos and, and stuff. And I came Are up there... with this idea for a company name and so forth. And, and then so, a lot of people started calling me tizzy. So it just kind of, so sits. it's not, don't get in a tizzy. Don't get yourself in a tizzy. No, I mean, it is kind of, that is the origin of it. That word. Um, I think it was just kind of like this idea that I wanted to be involved in a lot of things and, and kind of, I constantly have a kinetic energy in the things that I do. So tizzy seemed to apply. What, know. What f- videos have you done that we would know? Music videos. I'm sorry. Oh, um, no, no, that's fine. Uh, no, I've worked a lot, especially as an editor on on music videos. Um, I, I, I've worked with Hype Williams, uh, editing several videos of his. A lot of people know Hype. Um, like I got to work on uh, Beyonce's Drunken Love. Uh, I, I worked on um, the Pretty Reckless Heaven Knows. A bunch, you know, just about anybody you can think of, especially in hip hop, being in South Florida. Uh, whether it be you know, Pit, Pitbull or Rick Ross or Lil Wayne, or like I, I've kind of worked with all of those people, at least in an editing capacity. Uh, not that those would people you, would know me by name, but I'm gonna do PR for you, Michael. Like this is the thing: don't you have to say editing? You don't have to say da da da. Just say I worked on these videos. But after you say Beyonce, drop the mic. You say <laughs> Hype Williams and Beyonce. You have to say nobody else. I went to school in New Orleans. I, look, Lil Wayne was on campus when I was undergrad every day. Uh, he wasn't in school, but he was on campus. He had a backpack. He had a big old... But <laughs> you said Beyonce and Hype Williams, it was over. It was over. That's it. That's it. And that, I found his road to Damascus. The music got in him. It was nothing he could do about it. That music, 
penetrated your soul, separated your spirit from your soul, and the words got into your spirit, and then you just couldn't turn back. Because once you go black, you never go back. Promise you. <laughs> All right, Michael McWhorter. Um, can I? Do I have time to take a call? And since you were talking sure. about school, I want to talk about J.R. Smith as well. I love him, but I'm going to have to say that till tomorrow. Uh, I just wanted to get Felicia in Alabama in because she's a nurse practitioner, and we've been having so much different disinformation about vaccines. And again, it's your choice, but you ain't going to spread misinformation. Hey, Felicia, quickly. Hello. Oh, Felicia in North Carolina? Yes, it's okay. Felicia in North Carolina. Hi. Okay, sorry. You're on. Hello? Welcome. Yes, we have hey, less than one. two minutes. Okay, so I've been a nurse since 2007 and a nurse practitioner since 2011. I work in the hospital, and the only thing I can tell people, and I, my sentiments are so much in line with you, Karen, it breaks my heart <clears throat> to hear anyone, particularly people of color, speak upon the vaccine and naysayers of it and worried about it um, and what it do to the body. Let me tell you this, people. This hurts my soul. As a nurse since in the hospital 2007, I have never saw so many movement of dead bodies. We would say I would normally be, okay, deceased. No, dead bodies. It's, it's, and it's COVID. And then people say, well, did they have underlying health disease? Let me tell you something. We all walk around here with some type of underlying health issue, but we were walking around fine before COVID. People are dying. We're hearing stories about people in my hospital who were sitting in the ED. They walked in the ED sickly, and they had symptoms, but within 30 minutes to an hour of being in the ED setting, and I work in the ED, these people have died. We, I have 25-year-olds, 22-year-olds that's on vents. Right now in my hospital, it's not – they said – I said, well, these people in this vent, y'all tell me, you know, I'm working – I'm walking through working with the nurses – they said not one of them have been vaccinated. So there we go. There we go. Um, let me tell you, uh, thank you guys for the work that you're doing. Michael McWhorter, uh, you were doing God's work. Uh, I can't thank say you. it enough. And um, follow him on TikTok at TizzyInt. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to the Karen Hunter Show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.